are you ranting about? I'm talking about the podcast news to me. Have you never heard of it? Look, listen to the catchy jingle. Press play. Erica B and Mookie G and everything they say. Man, it's news to me. You got Mookie G and Erica B and everything they say. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to another episode of That's News to Me. That's News to Me. And we are your podcast hosts, Erica Benefield and Mookie G. So, my story for today, ladies and gentlemen, has to do with COVID-19. What's that? (laughs) What's that? We all know what COVID-19 is. Believe me, we are forced to know what it is. Oh, my goodness. A man in California was arrested Easter Sunday after he allegedly stole a specimen that was to be tested for the coronavirus from the hospital. Why would you do that? I have no clue. I have no clue. The Davis Police Department said on Facebook that a 40-year-old man by the name of Lamar Moore of Davis was taken into custody after he was spotting riding a bicycle. (laughs) (laughs) After authorities were searching for him for nearly 24 hours. Bless his heart. After employees at the Davis Hospital reported the person entered the facility at 1.35 p.m. Saturday and stole a COVID-19 specimen that was waiting in the testing lab. (laughs) I wouldn't even know how to get into a testing lab, much less what I was grabbing. Listen, not not only that. Let's let's keep all of this in mind. One, you can't, to get into a hospital now, you got to be damn near dead. Yes. Okay? To stay in the hospital with a loved one is prohibited. Yes. You got to have on all kind of masks, eyewear, protective eyewear. You got to have a basic, you got to basically have on a hazmat suit to walk through a hospital now. This man walked in with nothing, went straight <laughs> to the testing lab. How did he know where the testing lab was? It didn't say. Picked up a specimen of COVID-19 that was ready to be tested and walked back out the door he came in. What is going on, people? Why? Are we still in the virus that we're trying to run from? And it took, it took, he was on the bike. It took him 24 hours to find a man on the bike. <laughs> How many people do they have on bicycles in Davis County? <laughs> I need to move to Davis because apparently you can commit a crime, ride a bike, and not be found for 24 hours. You know, it's funny. When, when I, I grew up in Conyers, Georgia, and I was um, just out of college. I had a job and I was on my way home from work one day and I saw a man on a bicycle driving, riding his bicycle on the pedestrian sidewalk across a bridge. I think it was a pedestrian sidewalk. Anyway, it was somewhere he wasn't supposed to be riding a bicycle down the wrong way. A police officer pulled him over and said, sir, you need to walk your bicycle to where it needs to go. He said, yes, sir. Officer left. He hopped right back on his bicycle. Did the exact same thing. Got pulled over again, twice on the same bridge. <laughs> he said, I don't care. I'm doing what I want on my bike. My bike, my rule. It sounds like this person said the same thing. He was like, you know what? Wow. 
my, I my, want a petri dish of a big old nasty virus in my Easter basket, and that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> well, nobody stole my Easter basket. No, they won't steal his Easter basket. Not only that, could you imagine being a friend, a family member of this individual of let's see, Mr. Lamar Moore? If you piss him off, he giving you Corona. Oh, for sure. And it's really sad and unfortunate that his name is so close to Shamar Moore, oh. who is incredibly hot and attractive. <laughs> oh, see, that's a woman. That's I, a man would never think like that. Well, In my brain, I'm picturing him on a bicycle. <laughs> see, if he busted up into a hospital and I'm a nurse, I'd be like, what would you like, sir? You want Ebola? I'll give you Ebola. Anything you want. <laughs> Oh man, I don't. If you break up with this man, you getting corona. Absolutely, it's a weapon. If you cut in front of him in line at the store, he giving you corona. How would he give it to you? Would it be like, you. Would it be like glitter, out. where he's like? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you not have corona. Thank you. That's right. Bye, oh, y'all. Corona. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to Davis because I know the hospitals aren't safe and the cops are extremely slow. Yeah, they're going to, you know what, if you're going to go and do a crime, just go on a bicycle. <laughs> They'll never find you. It's like a, maybe his bicycle had like the, the co covering over it where it, it reflects all the light and they can't see you. Maybe. Oh, camo. Yes, like John Cena. John Cena. Okay. It, that was... <sighs> it's amazing to me, but it, it, it brings me back to something that I saw over uh, the Christmas break. I went home to Texas and I was in Beaumont, my hometown, and we rode by an individual on a bike and he was pulling what looked to be an adult in a baby stroller. <laughs> so we drove by that thing and immediately everyone in the car was like, did we just see that? So to make sure that's what we saw, we turned around to look at it again. Not only was that the case, we did not see one thing that was happening. The woman in the stroller was holding about a 42 to 47 inch flat screen TV. <laughs> it was a Samsung smart TV to be exact, okay? Oh, that's no amazing. I have pictures to prove that. If you go to my social media pages, I need to post that picture today. I'm yes. posting that picture today so people will believe me. We had to turn around. And when we drove <laughs> back around and saw that that was the case, oh, we slowed down <laughs> and pulled out the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> this can't be like, this can't be like. So I wonder if the people in my hometown of Beaumont, Texas, that, that couple, I wonder if they stole that television the same way <laughs> this guy stole the COVID-19. Right. And they were on a bicycle so nobody could see them. Nobody could see them. Nobody. And Except we're not the cops, so we couldn't say, hey, pull over, drop the TV. Right. Well, know, I don't we know. Just... Did you ever watch Andy Griffith, Citizens yes. of Raya? You could have done that number. Well, no, I'm, I'm just going to take pictures and keep rolling and laugh <laughs> about it. Apparently for a very long time in my life. Spoken <laughs> like a true comedian. I like it. <laughs> I'm not going to snitch. I'm going to make a story about this. That's right. It's like my ex-husband. What? what <laughs> um he decided that he wanted a, a bike like a like a racing touring bike or whatever 
Okay. So he got his girlfriend. That's right. We were married and he got his girlfriend to send him a bicycle and it showed up to my door. Um, I knew that this bike was not purchased by him. I knew that this bike was more than likely given to him by somebody who he shouldn't be friends with as a married man. Mm -hmm. But, uh, we had a, a big fight and he jumped on his bike and he, he left. And my friend said, let's go see what he's doing. So she and I hopped in the car. We're driving around town. We find him just in time to see him on his bike go bloop. <laughs> <laughs> so this, did you laugh at your husband? Oh, for sure. <laughs> she said, she said, oh my God, did you see that? I said, yes, because it was one of those bikes where you have to clip your feet in. I've never ridden one. Oh. You got to clip into it. So he, Lance Armstrong, Lance Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. So he couldn't stop himself from falling. He could like put his foot down real quick. He went, blue, And she goes, should we help him? I said, nope. And we <laughs> took off. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. It was pretty great. So let me ask you, did that laugh take away the anger? Yeah. <laughs> it sure did. I didn't want to be married to him anymore after that. I was like, if he's too weak to ride a bicycle, <laughs> no, sir. Let's just it say. It wasn't anything else. It was the him falling off the bike that made you say, you know what? This Last straw. I was like, you are a loser. You can't even ride a bike down the street without getting hurt. Look at you. <laughs> we Let's just say my forever husband can ride a mean bicycle. <laughs> I would not say that to, I would, you should say my husband I have now forever. Because your forever husband could beat this guy in Davis, California. He can, he can ride a damn bike. That's a great point. I don't want to marry someone who's got Corona in a Petri dish. <laughs> Cause I burned dinner one night and it's That's it. out for me. <laughs> what happened to the chicken? Well, I burnt it. You have Corona. <laughs> He's like Oprah Winfrey with Corona. And you get Corona and you get Corona. <laughs> Everyone gets Corona. Oh. <laughs> uh. <clears throat> and ladies and gentlemen, that's news to me. <laughs> that's news to me. I didn't know you could actually bust into a hospital and still steal Corona. Uh, or get divorced because you can't ride a bike. So. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. That was a funny story. That was, that was a good one. That was a good one. That uh, was a good one. Mine is not quite so funny, but it's interesting. It's a little bit intriguing. And then you've got a little bit of karma sprinkled into it. Okay. So I don't know that you personally have heard of, I think they're called LuLaRue leggings. LuLaRue? I heard Lululemon, but. This is different. It's, I think it's called LuLaRue. So these women in Utah started this company. They're, they're just leggings. They started off as just a leggings company. And I think they also sold tunics and they were geared towards women. I have my hand up because I, you said these are Mormon women that started these leggings? Yes. Two okay, Mormon. Just I think two Mormon sisters. Okay. All right. Just check. Just want to, I want to make sure I, I have it in my head. And I have quite a few Mormon friends and, you know, they're very, very family oriented. A lot of the women work 
as homemakers so they don't have jobs outside of you know the home some of them do absolutely but you know some of them are they're very very devoted to their families and it's great and but because a lot of them work as homemakers they try to find ways that they can bring in additional income and so they do some of them work as health coaches online or they start blogs or they, you know, they do things that don't require them to leave the house. And so these two women, I, they started this uh, leggings line as a way to help their friends dress, dress more modestly and have, you know, cute ways to dress. So, and I'm going off this by memory because I didn't have this written down. So this one sister, they had started a couple of companies together and, you know, nothing really kicked off, but one of the sisters started buying wholesale and then having parties in people's homes. And the parties started to, it was kind of like a Tupperware party, but for clothing. And they started to gain traction and she started to get more clients. And eventually it became a really big thing and, and it became too big for her to handle on her own. So she started, um, her sister came back and helped her. And then she also hired all of her family to eventually be the executives. So she hired her family to essentially head up this, what would become a multi-million dollar operation who had, her family had no experience. They were all just, hey, cousin Betty, come help me with my treasury department. And so the way that this worked was a lot like, I don't know if, if you are familiar with Rodan and Fields or Mary Kay Avon, where you have a sales rep and the sales rep has reps underneath that person. And then they have reps underneath them. And the more people you have underneath you, the more money you make. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, if you want to buy the clothes, you have to go through a rep to get the clothes. You can't just go online or go to a store because it's all like mid-level marketing type company. So the way that it worked is they had all of these different patterns and the reps would get boxes every so often of patterns for leggings and tunics and all of the different options for clothing. And the company would sometimes, they would, they would give you just a random selection of the patterns. So you couldn't as a rep say, I want this many in this color and this many in this color and this pattern. They would just give you what you got. And so it was up to you to sell that, that box of clothing and you had to have a buy-in to become a rep. So you could buy in at different tiers or different levels. And eventually the company got so big that their quality assurance measures weren't quite so great. So some of the reps said that they were getting boxes of like um, mildewed clothing or clothing that wasn't sellable and the company wouldn't help them out. They were like, well, you know, when we shipped it to you, it was fine. And so these women were stuck with thousands of dollars in inventory. Women who were already, you know, just trying to make a dollar for their family. They were already kind of strapped for cash, most of them. And if you also, if you sold a certain amount, you got these, these different trips, like you could go on a cruise but even the trips that you would get as a gift were a lot of them had to pay that for money on their own to get to the trip or there was always a catch it felt like so these women decided to sue so there was a big class action lawsuit and the the company is actually still in business but there's this huge class action lawsuit where these women were like this isn't right we got we got stuck with a bunch of faulty merchandise that we can't sell. So these women received all of these boxes of faulty merchandise. There were um, the woman's husband, the, the founder of the company, her husband was I think like second in command. And he was, from everything I read, he single-handedly 
bankrupted the company, like sent the company in the wrong direction. In addition Ms. to Wait, that, let me make sure I have this right. This is the one of the Mormon sisters' husbands? Yes. Like okay. the two sisters, um, one of the sisters was like on the top, like the CEO, the, the true founder. And then her sister, who had helped her in a couple of business ventures, kind of helped her along with this. But I think eventually she was like, uh-uh, this isn't for me. So it's created this big, um, this big separation between her family because one of the sisters was like, this isn't cool. And then the LuLaRue CEO and her side of the family, they're like all power hungry, money grabbing, crazy people. Um, but like quality control was run by a family member. Human resources was run by a family member. Supply chain was run by a family member and none of them knew what they were doing. So, you know, you can only go so long running the company before all of it implodes. And that's really what happened. But this woman, um, you know, uh, <laughs> what they also did, they would create these like um, collectible designs and they would tell the reps, you're going to get these collectible designs but not all of you will get them. So the people who wore the clothing would go from one rep to another trying to find the collectible design. And so you might get a box and there's a huge hype for a bunch of merchandise to sell, but the, the customers only want certain, certain items. So if you don't get that item, you can't push the other stuff because everybody wants the collectible stuff. So right. it was just really really crappy the way that they the way that they treated their reps and the the reps were like this blows really hard and not in a good way so we're gonna get legal representation so that's what they did and the court case I think still ongoing but we should hear something soon there was a there was a uh what's it called the initial trial right it was in January I think the beginning of the trial I think took place in December or January so we should we should be able to start following the the trial soon but yeah, the feds honed in on them too, because what they were doing was illegal. You know, companies like Rodan and Fields, Avon, they, they really are kind of set up like a pyramid scheme. And the fact that you've got 1% at the top and you've got people underneath it, but yeah. there are certain regulations that the, the, the federal government puts in place so that it's not taking advantage of people. And uh, LuLaRue did not pass that test. So, uh, so. My so that's question, my story. That that's news to me because one, I didn't think Mormons in Utah would wear leggings. Number one, because... oh, they wear they wear leggings with a big old tunic on top of it. Okay, that's what I was gonna say, I and mean, it's called the tunic. I didn't, I just thought it was a dress, but it's the tunic. Yeah, it's like a long shirt. That's a really long. That's a really really long shirt. It's a really really long shirt. And listen, it there's a difference between a dress and a tunic. A tunic just covers your booty and a dress. If you wore a dress that just covered your booty, you'd be called a slut. <laughs> so that's the difference. Okay. It's really a litmus test of public decency. <laughs> so, yeah, a tunic is slutless. Yes, if you wear okay, a tunic with no leggings or pants, then you're going to get called a whore. Okay, well, thank you for telling, letting me uh, understand what a tunic was, yes. or is, and the leggings. I did not know that they had leggings on. I just, for some reason, I just picture socks and shoes. That's it. <laughs> tunic, socks, and shoes. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's weird. And the fact that I thought Mormons didn't worry about money like that. Uh, I didn't know that they became, well, I guess you're, you're, if you're a human being, no matter what, money yeah. is going to eventually get you some people not every not everyone but i didn't see that 
in the Mormon community like that. They split up a whole family. And, and apparently, her a lot of people said it, it's her husband that just kind of ruined it all. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. Husband's always going to miss. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry, was that too far? <laughs> that is too far. Wow. I'm going to tell Rick that you feel that way about husbands. No, just the bad ones. No, oh, just the bad ones. Okay. Get out my Corona satchel and stop. <laughs> wow. And so this course case, you said it just got started in January. I think so. Yeah. They they had a big, like the first big uh, court appointment, whatever you call it, was in December, January. <laughs> They've had their first court date. We're just leaving that court date. <laughs> we'll just leave it at court date. Listen, all my information's on my phone and I'm recording on my phone, so I can't look it up right now. <laughs> okay. Well, that is that is news to me that you can buy a wholesale box of leggings from Lula May now. <laughs> That's Lula, Lula Cray. Lula, Lula Cray. Cray. Lula Cray, Lula May, same thing. That's Basically, right. Basically, you don't Cray. want leggings from either one of them right now. No, no. So uh, the difference between Lulu Lemon and Lula May, or Lula Cray, I'm sorry. <laughs> Lululemon is super high-end. You can go to a store and purchase. You can go online. Very high quality. Makes your butt look fantastic. Super cute. Quality control is excellent from what I understand. Okay. And Lula I mean, May is basically whatever the hair you get. You get what one you get. One leg longer than the other. Mm -hmm. You know, so it looked like you got a legging on, on one they side. The other side is like your, turn, your tunic is not covering up your ankles. We need you to fix that. That's right. Okay. That's right. Wow. Wow. I would like to know, we have to keep uh, keep in touch with this case, keep an eye on it, because uh, I would like to see how this plays out, because I'm sure the company and this woman are both about to lose some money. I bet they are. But you yeah. know, it's, it's a, a lot of people who, who, sell, who sell merchandise under these types of, of um, mid-level marketing company um, setups, if that supply ever goes away, you lose your business. Yes. So while it's a great way for people to make money and stay at home with their family or, you know, have a little bit of extra income that you're, you're really relying on, on other people to keep their stuff together. Cause right. if corporate goes under, you lose all of your ability to make income. That's kind of scary. That, that It's very scary. As we are seeing now. Very yes. scary. Very scary. Um, <clears throat> Wow, wow. And I wonder, do you think it's possible uh, if you and your sister had a spat like this over millions of dollars, do you think it's possible to mend that relationship? I don't know. That's how long I think the answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think in some instances, even though family is, is always family and you always have a love for them if you're normal in your heart, there are certain people who are so toxic and certain events that show their true nature where I think you have to say, I love you as a person and I love you for the spot that you've held in my life, but I can't continue to let your toxic nature ruin everything around me. Yeah, I agree with you, I, I agree. Well, uh, I will thank everyone <laughs> for tuning in to the podcast today. I learned something, did you learn something? I did, I, I, I learned a lot. I learned the difference between Lululemon and Lula made lemons. <laughs> um, I learned that in California, you can go to date to the Davis Hospital and just get a sample of uh, Corona and spread it to whoever you want to on a bicycle. There you go. I learned that you can fit 
a human person in a baby stroller with a television. <laughs> and yes, please go to my social media to see <laughs> what we are talking about. <laughs> oh, uh, another great episode there. I agree. That was fun. I can't wait forward. to do it again. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next episode. See what stories we come up with. That's right. I'm going to come better prepared and I'm going to write down my facts about roller coasters for Jesus. Roller, now that's a tease. Roller coasters. Now that's going to be on my head till I hear it. Roller coasters for Jesus, y'all. And my story is going to be, uh, just stay tuned, people. Ooh. Come on back. <laughs> funny <laughs> yep that's yep. it <laughs> that's it y'all that's it thanks for tuning in peace you can't see my fingers can you see my fingers? no they're hiding peace peace <laughs> oh that was fun that was <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we don't know what we're doing we're just doing it it's fun. We'll figure it out later. It is. That's what we'll do. Girl, what are you ranting about? I'm talking about the podcast news to me. Have you never heard of it? Look, listen to the catchy jingle. Press play. Erica B and Mookie G and everything they say. Man, it's news to me. You got Mookie G and Erica B and everything they say. Man, it's news to me. Found it in the peach. News to me, every word do teach, cause it's news to me, you got news.